This is Friday Night Frights. It's available on all your favourite podcast channels, including Spotify and Audible. It's on Amazon. Honestly, Amazon would take anything at this point, except 2020's most horizontally horrifying horror movie, Barbara Batchen, which is available exclusively on YouTube now. This is Ian Austin saying, Welcome to Friday Night Fright Season 5. Who thought, Who would have thought we would have got five seasons? Um, not me, no one is. But there you go. Season 5 begins now. Or continues now, depending on what episode you're listening to. Hello, bonjour, bienvenue to another episode of Friday Night Fright with me, your pie host, Ian Austin. And this episode, it's a bit different. This episode summarises the sweet and the sour, to paraphrase Cameron Crowe, it's a brilliant movie, Vanilla Sky, a line delivered by Jason Lee, one of the most underrated actors of all time. And this episode's going to be a bit different because it's going to focus on a really serious, really good, but also darkly funny movie by an impromising young woman, starring Carrie Morgan. Which actually is quite an interesting episode because, um, and, and it's, this is an interesting episode, that's quite an interesting bit because I actually talk seriously about movies once instead of being goofy and safer facing. And the other part is not. No, it's goofy and safer facing. It's me discussing the horror movie Rats, which I found in HMV. God bless HMV and this age of streaming and magic and magistry F where it's nice sometimes. Go into the store, see a sh- stupendously goofy looking movie and think I won't buy that. Especially when it's by, I thought it's by guys who make zombie flesh eaters, but it's by guys who make zombie creeper eaters or zombie eat creepers or zombie flesh creepers or some shit. Which fantastic! It's all like, oh, that sounds fascinating. That sounds a bit good. So it's going to be the sweet rats and sour is the wrong word, but the more dark and you know messed up movie, which is promising your woman. So it's going to be the Oscar worthy movie and the movie Ian found in HMV. So I hope you enjoy this episode. Um, yeah. So there you go. Uh, Promising Young Women will start off because I think it starts and men go on. And then after that's done, I'll be talking about rats and I'll be in a far more chipper mood. Anyway, I'll be back after a brief word from our sponsor. And remember, listen to this podcast on Audible. Because I'm on Audible. I'm on Amazon, yo. Yay. So I saw Promising Young Women. And I will start by saying this is for my money and I'm not a big Oscar guy, and I don't, I didn't watch that many movies last year, but I'd say for me, this is seriously the best movie. Uh, some movies, and a movie which gives you so much pleasure watching Punch in the Dark. Um, yeah, you watch a horror movie like this, and I'm, I'm, I'm classifying this as horror, because, you know, really, fuck that. I don't mean that in Mexico. I mean, the idea that this exists just makes me fucking heartbroken. Like, I mean, I know certain people go and say, oh, well, society's changed and things aren't what they were and different values and things more noble than that. And you just stop it. But here's the thing, like, something that was wrong. The idea that the man was so conscious of women won't say always something about But it's just because it was specific to norm at a time doesn't make it right. It's like fucking slavery was the norm at one time. They don't fucking 
cut off the gut cords there. Yeah. So, oh, we're, we, we've done this a time, which goes, oh, no, it wasn't fucking okay. No, it was fine with it okay. Now, that was acceptable. It isn't something we need to debate for. It's really, all it really is is that we look back and go, oh, fuck, what the bollocks were we doing this time? Where we were okay with this
how can I use this privilege to help other people out? That's what you have to do. Anyway, that's sort of a tangent. This something young woman is, I mean, career, first of all, career best work by Tang Wan. And that's just not even slightly the criticism for Apple Park, which has always been great. It isn't just fucking serious, serious music. Why would you get defensive and angry about it? You don't just keep 
asshole Republicans in America who are fucking in politics are like, you know, oh, they're trying to take our jobs or something. stupid shit they talk, like the transgender people who graduated and stuff like that. You fucking idiot. You fucking, fucking idiot. Your stupidity should not be publicized. You moron, Republican boy. I'm sure there's a stupid Democrats still too. I'm sure there are. You know, they're they seem to be less moron than Trump. Trump, generally, I'm really annoyed. But I mean, Trump and young women do hit me very hard. And they just make me think, you know, How can we be? How can we as men be better? How can we be better? And you know, maybe there's no, there's no obvious answer beyond the obvious answer. You know, don't. Why did you have to take answers from women who was that drunk? That's not anything. That's fucking horrible. But it's often about it's this idea of like, don't be a nice guy. Don't think people owe you shit. Don't think you'll be nice to someone they owe you anything. Like, romantic. No, they fucking don't. Don't know your fucking goddamn thing. Don't fucking get angry when called out on your shit. Because there's these fucking hatred of sexism, misogyny, homophobia, racism, xenophobia. You know, like, don't get defensive about it. Say, okay, yeah, I know exactly that you're angry. I get that you're angry, and like, what can I do? What would you like me to do? Well, maybe you've been told you can't do nothing. It's done. Well, you, you know, you just won't have that discussion. And it goes back to this idea of, like, don't sleep on the police, sleep on the police. It's like, well, have a fucking discussion about it. Because when you get in that sense of an entire group of people, like, uh, women and, you know, these minorities are being like victimized by police. It's like, have the fucking discussion. Don't go, no, oh, cool. yeah, there's no institutional racism, sexism. It's like, you're just missing something which has to be discussed. I've got real positive. Anyway, Trump's in young women, five out of five, and fantastic, really good movie. Very uncomfortable to watch it that extra or read it. And the more you think about it, the longer you go after having watched it, the more you think about it. This is a seminal work. And um, if you don't make a movie in a message, it's your movie. You can do that. That's my review Prompting Young Women and my Prompting Women Version. Hey guys, so I'm not going to spend long on this one because this is. Funk meant that it's a movie about rats, and I don't think even most like crazy review I can do, I don't think I need to spend that long on it because again, it's a movie about rats. So like, what, what am I going to talk about? Um, we'll start with this is the strangest movie you can come up with about rats, while still technically, technically being a horror movie, in loosest possible definition. Because something like Prompting Young Women is a horror movie of a very, very 
playing on an actual fear, playing on an actual horrifying concept. This is not a horrifying concept, because this movie makes belief. You expect it to be a movie about rats, okay? You expect it to be a movie about rats and, you know, survival and all of that. And it is in some ways. It is in some regards a movie about rats and survival. But it's also a murder mystery. I'm sorry if I'm going to spoil you, but be honest, if you listen to me review Rats Night of Terror... You sort of have to expect some spoilers. You have to. Okay, so just this movie is... And I didn't realise this I started watching. It's a post-apocalyptic movie about rats. And if that doesn't scare shit out of you, instead of thinking, oh my god, Ian, what have you watched? I don't know what we're... But yes, it's a post-apocalyptic movie about rats. I did not... Again, I really didn't notice I started watching movie and then looked back. Because it opens with, like, texts from the history of mankind and shit like that. And I was watching that and I was like, what the fuck are they talking about? And as I watched further, again, I was thinking, what the fuck are they talking about? Because it's just the most nonsensical, silly opening crawl I've seen in years. And it doesn't really prepare you for how bad the movie is actually going to get. And by bad, I mean schlocky fun, because the movie is very entertaining, but it's also very strange. But essentially, the mo- most of the movie follows this group of post-apocalyptic survivors doing my favourite thing, which is being Italian actors dubbed into English, but the dubbing doesn't match the mouth movements at all, which is brilliant. It's something I love from pieces and something I really like here. Uh, so there's that. Um, that the, the dialogue is doesn't match what people are actually how people are actually acting, and also it's incredibly racist. There's a bit where they find some flower, the, the characters, and the character lovingly named Chocolate, which is not racist as shit, throws the flower in the safe and starts saying, "Yay, I'm white, I'm white, I'm white." And at that point, I was like, "Oh my god, we're in." problematic Italian cinema territory again. After something like pieces, it's not a surprise, but it's always a bit mind-blowing to think how casually racist these movies can be. So, and I doubt that's what the original actress was going for. I, I just doubt it, you know? So from there, um, we start stumbling into the idea of this being a murder mystery, where people... Uh, murdered and they they somehow don't come to the conclusion that rats were responsible for a really long time so in that regard it's playing on something like i mean i suppose you can say this is a rat version of the thing where it's like oh my god people are dying what's happening it's crazy shit but at the end of the day it's fucking rats are everywhere and these people are dying of like no discernible marks on their bodies to indicate foul play so it's like it's fucking rats there's rats everywhere and these people will be murdered by rats but they don't form that conclusion for a long long time despite the fact that movies called rats night of terror they won't play it like it's fucking mystery that people murdered by rats you know stupid shit but it's fun it's fun. The characterization's non-existent of course there's cat named lucifer who's having sets i guess you could say it's set, it sets technically it sets with this woman he's having the sets with a woman but then it all goes a bit wrong and you know her god god in something where you know it's italian exploitative horror when they include the scene they don't show it you know in like the little detail but they heavily imply that the woman's asleep and she feels that something is exciting her down south and 
she starts murmuring and then realises too late, oh no, it's gone, something's inside her and it's a fucking rat and she, he's been bitten from the inside, he's screaming, then she dies and characters find her but then they're in shock because her mouth opens. They're like, but, but she's dead. And a fucking rat comes out. And they're like, oh my God. And they start screaming. There's a lot of screaming in this movie. And it gets very, very annoying. Very, very quickly. But at the same time, it's part of the genre, you know. It's something like some flesh eaters. They'll stare at zombies for like 30 seconds and then scream. So you just go of it. I mean, you know. It's, it's definitely... Want I want to make at some point. I'd love making. <laughs> I know it sounds silly. I'd love make a schlocky Italian horror movie where like you have Italian actors doing all dialogue and then you dub them over terribly into English. Yeah, I'm watching on Blu-ray to watch it in the original Italian, which I am going to do at some point. But I I love bad English dubbing. I think it's one of my favourite things from cinema because you know you can't you have to imagine the actual proper movie was a lot more serious, um, probably still shit schlock, but a lot more serious. Whereas this version is just stupid fun. So essentially, yeah, characters start to hang out one by one. Dialogue gets even worse as it goes on, worse and worse and worse. And I mean, I, I always say that like, I don't really understand why this is an 18. I mean, I get it because, you know, you, it's a horror movie about rats. Why wouldn't it be an 18? But the violence is kind of weak, to be honest. Like, I mean, it goes back to what I said. You don't even see the, the um, fucking rat entering the woman. You know, like, like you don't even see that. So that would be an 18 on its own. It's certainly nothing like the bit in Zombie Flesh Eaters with the jagged piece of wood in the eye. That's like an 18 on its own. Nothing like that. It's more, uh, the effects aren't bad, but I don't know. I just feel like it's not quite, you know, I feel like if it's going there, it should go full out. You know, not that you want to see a rat entering woman and come out mouth, but like if you're going to make a schlocky horror movie, commit to bit surely. You know, a few more like scenes, I guess, of of bit the old ultra gore. But maybe I'm asking too much. It's a non awful movie. Um, what I would say is the ending is kind of like what the fuck is one of the. I mean, it's, apparently it's infamous. It's an infamous horror horror ending. I won't spoil what it is, but like. I don't know, I kind of really like the idea of it, but at the same time, I was like, that doesn't make any fucking sense. Now, the movie does make any sense, but, you know, the ending particularly. So what would I give it? I think it's the perfect tonic for following something like Promising Young Woman, because I spent all week, uh, last week, so what I watched was Do the Right Thing, She's Got to Have It, and Promising Young Woman the same day, and I've never really watched Spike Lee movies. I've watched a couple, but this was the first one... Like, you watch something like Inside Man, but this was first real Spike Lee joint I watched in Do Right Thing. And I thought it was fucking incredible, to be honest. Like, genuinely... I mean, once you get side fact that the treatment of Rose Perez um, and what she said about the movie is kind of fucked up, the actual movie is just mind-blowingly brilliant. And, like, it makes me watch Spike Lee's sort of movies in more detail because I love that I love 90s indie cinema I love the um early early-ish Coen Brothers movies I like all Coen Brothers movies but particularly like the sort of mid early mid 90s ones I love Kevin Smith's stuff I really think Richard Linklater is uh, one of the best directors of all time to be honest and and even Rodriguez and Tantino I love that crowd back name for movies and they really really did such a good job coming in at the same time 
I mean, particularly, especially, I really like the um, chasing more rats and clerks chasing it, more rats and chasing it. I, just, I know more rats technically isn't an independent movie, but I still love it. But I just think that sort of period is just mind-blowingly good for movies. And it's actually one of the things I want to emulate my own movies, which I know a lot of you, some of you who have seen, like, Bubba Batch in 2020's most horizontally horrifying horror movie, we think, how the fuck did the guy make that? be such a fan of like indie movies from the 90s well I mean you you shoot what you can and you obviously you I want to shoot more stuff I've got an idea for a video store movie which I do want to shoot at some point but I'm getting off topic this is my other podcast you know so there you go anyway um rats yeah that five rats out of five rats that's what I can say you know it's the ratiest movie UFC and definitely watch it I I it's a quite a lot pay for a Blu-ray. I get that. No one wants to pay that much, you know. I I do, but I'm quite an eccentric guy like that. So yeah, I mean, but if you like schlocky horror movies, you do a lot worse. And also, I mean, you've been inside. Everyone's been inside all year. So if you get to HMV or something like that, and you see it, you know, buy it. I mean, they they need the money too. Okay. Anyway, I'll just do my epilogue in just a second. So, another week, enough podcast, where it's two weeks in a row of podcasts. Um, I should add that next week's um, is probably going to be last for a while because I've got some like hospital stuff, come, medical stuff coming up and it needs to take priority. I'm also pausing my um, YouTube series for a month on the same day. So, you know, I mean, I will be coming back to the podcast. Don't worry about that. I just, you know, I've got some stuff coming up I need to focus on. I mean, if I manage doing more episodes, that'd be great. But I don't think... I'm not committing to it. So that might change, but that's it for now. Anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Um, hope you listen to it on Audible, because I know I still get a kick out of being on Audible. And as always, remember, life is beautiful, and so are you. Peace out, dudes. <laughs>